is Mosley and Simcox with you. And uh, lots of excitement around the station. Lots of great things going on at ESPN Central Texas. And, uh, Stephen, that was uh, Matthew Meyer, of course, joining us, the Mullet Brothers. The Mullet Brothers came on yesterday. We had a lot of fun with them. Um, we do have some major draft talk coming up today. Eric uh, Edholm is a, a great friend of mine and, uh, golly, just a just a all-around good dude. And he uh, – and, Stephen, I've lined up, so Eric Edholm will be at 140 today, all right? And we'll just kind of, what about 135? We'll see. We'll see. We'll just kind of have to play that. By, but, but about 140, we'll shoot for Eric Edholm. And uh, that's huge NFL draft talk. He's with Yahoo Sports, and he's great at it. Now, uh, to the chagrin of many of you, he gave the uh, – he gave the Cowboys Rashawn Slater the offensive tackle. Now, at the end of the interview, Stephen, we recorded this earlier today, he started talking about somebody that was scrappy, and they went against the Northwestern kind of, oh, the cerebral, you know, that this kid is a fighter, kind of likes to trash talk. Was he talking about Newsom the third, or was he talking about Rashawn Slater? I got a little bit mixed up there. Because I brought up Newsom the third. Yeah, I believe he was talking about Newsom the third. Okay, that's the cornerback. So if you like, the, so the, if you want the Cowboys to move down, that's one of the cornerbacks that would be available at like fifteen. Now, what you're hoping happens, or if they move down to twelve or thirteen, what you're hoping is that maybe you could get J.C. Horn there, workout warrior, forty-one inch vertical. You know, just kind of insanely. Runs a 4-3, no, runs about a 4-4, but just wildly talented. What crazy speed. He's he's the kid that just goes crazy at a combine. Now, what does that mean? Well, I don't think he'd had any interceptions in his career until this year. Well, that would make him a good fit with the Cowboys, Stephen. But this year, in one of those games against, let's call it Auburn. I think it was Auburn had two interceptions. J.C. got up there, climbed the ladder, and he intercepted Bo Nix, the great Bo Nix from Auburn. So let's 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 keep our eye on that J.C. Horn thing. I think he's someone the Cowboys like. Now, Stephen, there's one thing I've been doing uh, today, and I'm going to look real quick, and it's monitoring this Baylor women's golf situation. All right, I I just I love these 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 golf tournaments. And right now they are in a uh, uh, the Big 12 Women's Golf Tournament that's happening in Houston at a course called Carlton Woods. Stephen, I don't know if you've played that. I don't know if you've been there. That They've got a, a Fazio, a Tom Fazio course, and they also have a Jack Nicklaus. Oh, the Golden Bear went in there and did a course. Now here's what's happened. The Oklahoma State women are running away with this thing. Okay, they're at 30 under. <laughs> I mean... I I didn't expect them to just go this crazy. And then Baylor was tied for second. But today, the Texas Tech women have kind of gotten after it. And they're eight under. The Bears are three under for the tournament. And they have a, a two-stroke lead over the Lady Sooners. Evil Texas is back at six under. So hopefully they can separate. There's a big separation. And then TCU comes. TCU ladies come after that. Steven, I just... I think you know this about me. I, I get I just love 
being able to click on stuff and see where everybody is and see what their latest. And um, I, I just – this Elodi Chapelet has been incredible for the Bears. She's coming in strong today. She's tied for 10th. And then right now, Stephen, as we speak, uh, Gerline Kaur, K-A-U-R, for the Bears – has moved into second place overall. All right, she's going to have to make up some strokes. The tech young lady is Gala Dumez, is number one, uh, and she's at four under for the day. Gerline Core has moved into second. She's one under for the day. She's 10 under for the tournament. The Texas Tech young lady is 13 under. And then Oklahoma State has just gone crazy. Steven, there, Oklahoma State is got a third place. A woman in third place, a young lady, they got two people tied for fourth, and then they got somebody tied for eighth. Just like Oklahoma State showed up and said, I'm sorry, we're going to take over this tournament. And they've gone crazy. We remember uh, Coach McGraw used to be the men's coach at Baylor, used to be at Oklahoma State. What an incredible program they have, both men's and women's. Stephen, do you like like it when we get into golf coverage? I know our buddy Ben Hagens likes that. Um, I think our people enjoy it. We've got a lot of golfers out there. Boy, get over to Cottonwood. Get over to Bear Ridge today. Bear Ridge. Man, that guy's done a good job out there, Bear Ridge, kind of put, putting a lot of money, a lot of effort into getting that thing going again. That's exciting. On a gorgeous day like today, go out and play a little bit. I mean, even if it's nine holes. Steven, I, I went to play a course. I will not name the course. It wasn't Cottonwood. It wasn't Bear Ridge. It wasn't one of our great local courses, Battle Lake. Uh, but I, I, the, the PGA had been making a huge deal out of Play 9. Play 9. The big push was, you know what, If you it, people don't always have time to go out there and spend five hours on the golf course. So go Play 9. And they encourage courses across the country to, uh, to, to, to give special rates. And so I went to one of my favorite golf courses, and I said, guys, I'd like to play nine. What's the price on that? And they just kind of laughed at me, Stephen. The price was 18 holes. <laughs> yeah, you can leave halfway through if you want. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, go have fun. Go have fun. But it's going to be, you know, 50 bucks. It'll be the 18-hole rate. I'm just saying, if the PGA of America is going to make a huge push to play nine, let's have all our local courses honor that. And I don't, it doesn't have to be a huge break. I mean, Cottonwood already, Bear Ridge, they already have nice rates. So let's, go, let's say you go out in there and play for 40 bucks, for 18, 45 bucks, whatever it is. Uh, you know, give them, give them a $25 rate to play nine. It's not the end of the world. It makes people feel good, and they don't have to spend all day out there. All right, Stephen, do you think local golf courses appreciate my help? Yes, they're calling me right now, and I'm, I'm sure it's an appreciative call. Do you think there's ever been an announcer, a broadcaster on this air, who who maybe got some free rounds around Waco? All right. Do you think Do you think that ever happened? All right. Don't answer that, Stephen. We march on, and uh, huge draft coverage is happening at uh, for, from us at at one forty. Man, I'm excited about that. So we got a lot of good stuff for you. There's there's some stuff that's bothering me, Stephen. There's an NBA topic today that's floating around, and it's it's basically like it, 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 some of this seems to be coming from Skip Bayless, and I don't know why we let him trigger us so much. Like, why if why do we let people like have power over us? You know, like everybody's going, but and it's what they want. 
they want all of us to go crazy and react to all this. Well, today, on the uh, you know after the, the the story should be Steph scored forty nine last night. He went crazy. My man, the Joker, had forty seven and let and, and spearheaded an amazing comeback to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. But Steph, thank you, Nuggets, keeping the Mavs afloat here. <laughs> Steph is going crazy. He's. This is. I mean, if you like basketball and you like shooting, and people say, "Matt, what about?" Larry? That's what they always say to me. What about Larry Bird? What about this guy? What about? No, 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 no. No, even Larry would admit it. This is the greatest shooter of all time. Is Steph? Who are you going to put up there? Who are you going to say? Somebody said Ray Allen. Get out of here with that. Ray Allen was a great shooter. He was a great shooter. He doesn't even. He can't even like drive Steph anywhere. Like if Steph. If he pulled up and said, Steph, I'm your driver today, Steph would say, nah, nah, I'm going to need somebody else. I'm going to need somebody that's a little, scores a little more, uh, has accomplished a little more. Sorry, Ray. You're not, I'm not going to have you drive me around town today. Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. And, Stephen, you know my daughter's a big NBA head like me. She loves NBA. She's not a fan of Steph. She thinks he's overrated. I, I think even my daughter has softened on this. And realizes, and she liked the beard for a long time. She realizes, hey, this guy is un- he's an unstoppable force. So, bottom line is, he puts people. Stephen, this is basketball. This is what we dream of. Now, this ba- Baylor national title run, I can't get enough. Like I want to have somebody on from that every day. But then at night, I watch the NBA. Okay, I for a little bit, I stop thinking about our national title, and I watch the NBA, and I watch people. I watch people just. I, uh, Steven, who was it? George Hill. What's George Hill wearing 33 for? I didn't know he wore 33. I think it was him, though. He's out there trying to guard him. And Steph, you know what he's going to do. You know he's going to break you down. But somehow, because of his incredible handle, it, it, he put him in a blender. And then poor guy, like, basically almost fell down. And Steph was left with a wide open jumper. I mean, it was so two things last night that I loved. I love watching Steph go crazy, and I love watching the Joker, even without the great Jamal. Now, the Denver's not going to win the NBA title this year because Jamal's too great, and you can't replace him. But for one, you know, some nights, uh, the Joker is so good. I mean, the only one you can really compare him to, there's just no great comparisons. People say Joel Embiid. Eh, not, Not really. Embiid's good on offense. Don't get me wrong. But he's not. I mean, this guy is the passer. This guy, at, at winning time, he demands the ball. And then, I, I mean, some of our, our older audience, tell me who you makes you think of. When you see a seven-footer, just and people say Dirk. It's not quite like Dirk. Dirk was incredible at all that. And he would post people up and hit them. So maybe Dirk is a decent comparison, but Dirk had a, a different kind of game. And this guy is kind of a... A big oaf-looking guy who just who just he's got an array of moves and passes unlike anything we've ever seen. So what I'm saying, Stephen, as I stumble onto I think what is a great topic that we continue to talk about is the like Steph and 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 the great Joker have like reinvented the game. Like they they have games that we're not familiar with. I think old older people that listen to us might think like. 
Bill Walton. Stephen, one time you said, I forget what the topic was, you said something about Wes Unsell. Wes Unsell. We were talking about outlet passes. And yes, Wes Unsell did have some great outlet passes. You may have seen old footage of Wes Unsell, but when you threw that out, I was like, where in the world is Stephen? And it's probably true. He probably did. Like, Kevin Love is a great outlet passer. But what this guy does, the the great, the beast that he is, it's just... Steven, there's no modern-day player. I mean, Embiid has great moves, and if Embiid would ever play enough games, he might be an MVP candidate. He is this year. But I looked and I said, you know, the beast that is Joker, Jokic, Nikola Jokic, has played 56 games this year. Steven, how many games have there been for, for Denver? Well, the answer is 56. Every time, every time the bell is rung, what does he do? He's like, here I am. I'm the Joker. I'm ready to go. So anybody that tries to rip on him – and say he's not an MVP can't like why would you do that? Why do we love to try to break down greatness? Well, here we are again today, and and Bayless and company are doing a thing where they name off all the people all time that they think are better than Steph. Why do we do this? And Stephen, he started saying the admirable David Robinson. He said Dirk. He said, uh, he said uh, uh, Bill Walton, which is a joke. I mean, Bill Walton was great, but Bill Walton got injuries, and was his greatness was impacted by injuries. So his greatness only lasted about four or five years in the NBA. Okay, he hung around for probably 10, 15 years. He, his greatness was robbed from him. So I, 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 I love the NBA. I think Steph Curry might already be a top 10 player in NBA history. Some people say, what about Malone? What about Carl Malone? Come on, folks. Trust your eyes. I love the mailman. I love Stockton. But the championships that he has, people say, well, KD, KD got that. Man, he was already doing it. They did it without KD. They were already getting it done. The Splash Brothers. So anyway, Steve, sorry for that rant. I'm just saying, I, I, I don't know why we have such a in this country. Why, like, our first instinct is to tear people down. Like, why can't we just admire greatness? I don't remember us doing that to Jordan. I just remember us sitting back. I, we do it to LeBron. We want to tear him down. <clears throat> it never happened to, to MJ. We to this day, he is just like greatness, and it can't be touched. For the most part, Kobe, I think, achieved such greatness that the only people that try to tear him down were just anti-Lakers people. Or maybe they didn't, you know, whatever the, the, the trial, the, uh, the stuff he was accused of at one point, maybe that, maybe that tempered it. But anyway, Stephen, uh, the greatness of Steph. Are you bothered when people automatically try to tear this down? I am. I mean, I, I think... I'm really happy that Steph is getting a chance, and I know the Warriors are a fringe playoff team. I mean, they're not competing for a title or anything, but I felt like he he got that one title, you know, that that core group of of Warriors did with him and Draymond and Clay, and then KD got there, and they sort of became the team to hate because they were instantly so good, and it was almost like, even though we understood how great that team was and how great they were, those titles pretty much got dismissed in a way because we just thought, well, yeah, I mean, they built this this team that couldn't be beat. Um, they kind of gamed the system, and, and they did what they were supposed to do. They swept the Cavs a couple times. And it, within that, I feel like Steph sort of got lost. Like, his greatness got lost a little bit 
because he wasn't really leading that show anymore. So I'm happy that he's back doing his thing. You're right. He has revolutionized the game. I mean, you go to any basketball game at any level now, and guys are pulling up from 30 feet. Like, that's just that's just what you do. And that's what so many kids want to do because that's what they see Steph Curry doing. Um, and there's – as great as LeBron is, and he's entertaining, he's unstoppable, the Joker, Giannis, Joel Embiid, like, for me, there's nobody who's more fun to watch when they get hot than Steph because he just plays the game – in a different way he can pull up from anywhere he's got such a quick release he'll dribble around in a circle a couple times and then just turn around and pop a three like when he gets going it's it's must-see tv and i I think aesthetically it's just the uh the the best game to watch when he starts hitting it from deep and and gets on one of those heaters and those those guys steven i mean everything you said i agree with that i think about he's he's like 31 years old or whatever and he's still doing this, and by 31, Penny Hardaway and some of those guys were just done. I mean, they really were. Their their, their greatness faded. Now, Jordan kept rolling and, and still put up huge numbers well into his 30s, but some of these guys checked out on us, whether it's their knees or whatever. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't do it ever. Bernard was great. Bernard was greatness. Bernard King. But, by, I mean, by the time he was 31, 32 – I mean, that thing had tailed off. Reggie Theus, some of these great players from the past, you know, it just, it faded. And when it faded, it happened quickly. And this dude is still doing it at age 31, 32, whatever he is, still getting it done. Still uh, one of the most amazing players. So we won't try to think of who all is better than him. We will enjoy his greatness, if that's okay with everybody else. All right, uh, in Texas, if you want to get on the NBA conversation, We'd love to hear from you, 254-662-1660. We are presented by Central National Bank, one of the great commercial banks in the in the state. And uh, what a place it is. And those families, those six families that own Central National Bank, that's, that's the creme de la creme. That is it, man. That's the ambassadors in our country. Those are the folks. Those families... Uh, it, and so it is, uh, it is a, a wonderful, wonderful place, and we are so fortunate uh, to, uh, to have them partnered with us, Central National Bank. All right, Stephen, we've got Eric Edholm, uh, big-time NFL guy, so we'll get some draft. We'll get some NFL draft talk. Who are the Cowboys going to take at 10? Is it a tackle? Is it an offensive tackle? That's going to come up at 140. Stephen, I want to do something we had not been doing a whole lot of. I stayed up late last night. There I was in bed with my iPad watching late-night Rangers baseball. All Let's right. go. Ranger baseball talk is next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Mostly sunny skies today with highs topping out at 77 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, very cool as lows drop to 38. And mostly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be a cool day with a high of 64. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Ram Truck Month is back at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Everyone knows Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority, and the deals don't get any better than during Ram Truck Month. During this event, qualified buyers get 0% for 84-month financing on any new Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star. And if you need a heavy-duty Ram to get the job done, we've got that too. This is a limited-time event, so hurry into Cameron Autoplex. There's a reason why people say it's always friendlier and cheaper in Cameron. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. It's okay to say group on the radio. It's not a bad word. In fact, at Globe Life Field, group is a good word. This year, the Texas Rangers new ballpark offers a safe place for you and your group to watch a game together. There are new group spaces and new group ticket prices start with just 10 guests. Don't be ashamed. Groups are good. Let us help you find the best space and deal for your group at 972rangers or texasrangers.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovacic Sausage and West. Rangers got the offense on track last night to get past the Angels 6-4. Game 2 of that series tonight, Jordan Lyles on the bump for the Rangers. 8:31 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Injury-riddled Astros team limp into Colorado to take on the Rockies tonight. Luis Garcia on the mound for the Astros. First pitch at 7:40. UMHB's Jeb Zolman has been named the D3Baseball.com Team of the Week after throwing a complete game, one hitter against McMurray. He's the first UMHB baseball player to earn Team of the Week honors this season. UMHB takes on Southwestern tonight in Georgetown. First pitch of that game, 6 o'clock. Baylor football continues spring workouts today and Thursday, leading into the annual green and gold game Saturday at McLean Stadium. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. about 15 minutes away from uh, one of the NFL's preeminent NFL draft guys, analyst, uh, Eric Edholm, 
And uh, that's exciting. Going to be a big week for us NFL-wise. We'll get you ready for the draft. Uh, Ian Rappaport will join us Thursday. And then uh, uh, as we uh, prepare on, let's see, Tuesday, we'll be able uh, to hear from uh, Mr. Nagy, Jim Nagy. Stephen, why could I not? I want to call it. Is there a Matt Nagy? Yeah, that's the. Is that the Bears coach? I cannot get this guy's. That name is the Bears coach mind. for right now. Jim Jim Nagy is like director of the Senior Bowl, huge NFL draft guy for ESPN. Does that sound right to you? Yes, that's correct. Okay, that's who we're gonna have. Okay, uh, that'll be fun though. I, we'll have a lot. Uh, we'll be able to sample a lot of that because uh, we're gonna have him on actually. We're going to record something for 30 or 40 minutes with him, and I think that's going to be fun. And we'll, So, I don't know. If you got draft questions for us, use the CNC collision line. That is the CNC collision line, um, and you can submit some of those to us. What do you want to know? Cowboys at 10? Maybe you like another team. Packers? Last thing I saw from uh, Edom, they had that, that Farley, that Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech cornerback that some people thought the Cowboys might take. Had him all the way down at, like, number 29. 29 in the draft. You know, sometimes things like that happen, Stephen. Not every mock is the same, and I kind of like that. I kind of like to see a mocker who goes a little different route. Stephen, you just dug this up. I Before we get into Rangers baseball, and uh, let's get a little Rangers. Do we have any Rangers music here in a minute? I don't know. We It's always fun to talk a little Rangers. But, Stephen, um, the, uh, the, the this is something you found. I think this was on The Athletic. And it was um, it was a story about Mark Few looking back at that national championship game. He's obviously the Zags coach, the Gonzaga coach, and he was talking about how you know Baylor kind of they had the pause, they came back. Everybody was talking about Gonzaga all the time. Not as many people were talking about Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell. And uh, in fact, he's found out from John Jacobs, his old former his former coach. Um, who was his ops guy, his basketball ops guy, that, uh, uh, you know, that it had stoked the flames. And the Baylor staff used all that Gonzaga stuff to even fire their players up more. So here is what Mark Few, here's the quote he said. I like this, Stephen. He said, uh, it reminded me of the Black Panther against Michael B. Jordan, Few says. It was like, what the hell? Like, why are these dudes so mad at us? They were pissed. And that's how they played. Woo! I love it, Stephen. The Black Panther. Stephen, you're a guy who likes some Marvel comics. You like some uh, you like uh, you like some of these movies that have all the superheroes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you'll go take a peek at that. Is that a pretty apt analogy? Michael B. Jordan versus the Black Panther? Yeah, so do you like what Mark Few did here? Michael B. Jordan plays Killmonger, which is the villain in that movie, and there's a scene where he lands on Wakanda, which is where Black Panther lives, and challenges him to a fight. And of course, everybody thinks Black Panther is going to win, and he just comes out and like destroys him. And after one one of those beatdowns, he just turns and yells, "Is this your king?" So that is a pretty apt comparison. Is this? how you did that is this your king to the countrymen of wakanda that's correct yes golly steven got that recorded in there i may just i may go straight from this show to, to, to i've just always wanted to 
kind of white. I'm not a super, you know, I, I was, I was a kid. I watched Star Wars and then the, those couple, the first couple of Supermans, I was into that. And then after that, none of this stuff really does anything for me. Okay. But, uh, but that really, you've got me kind of hyped thinking about that. What is this WandaVision about? What is that? Ha- is that something? Is that a superhero type thing? That streaming yeah, show? So there's uh Is there a, like a person named Wanda? Yeah, the Wanda, she's one of the superheroes, and then Vision is um uh like a, a person, but he's actually a robot, and they're living together in this world. Okay. It's part of the Marvel universe. I'll explain later. Okay. The, the Central National Bank wants to sponsor a new segment where I just ask, <laughs> What is WandaVision? What is WandaVision? And I try mm-hmm. to explain it. I'll get Brian on the line for that, yeah. <laughs> Brian. He's young. He's probably watched all that stuff. WandaVision. Mostly, how do you not watch WandaVision? Well, I just don't. I did watch that one thing, Stephen, recently. Like the, the, the green. Oh, man. I can't. It was just a real. It was a kind of a cool thing. It had something to do with like the Tulsa riots. Kind of went all the way back to that. Now, Watchmen. That was interesting. Yeah, the Watchmen. I kind of got into that. Now, that was a superhero type deal where people would come in and, and do some things. And, and I, I never understood what I was watching, really, because I haven't read any of those comic books. But I thought that was good. I thought the way they did Watchmen, I kind of like that. Okay, uh, Stephen, let's talk some Rangers baseball. And when we do that, we have to think about, oh, there it is. Yes. Um, some of us were up late last night. I watched as the Rangers had a big inning. Okay. And they had five runs in one inning, and they were up like 6 nothing. I mean, they're boom, boom, boom. They're doing everything they need to. And then Kyle Steven, Cody came in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but before that, Stephen, what's our guy that had the home run and the double? Goodness gracious, I like this guy. It's out there in the outfield throwing people out from right field. Who is this, Stephen the Cuban? Yeah, uh, Garcia. And Lotus Garcia, he's great. He had he a, does stuff. He robbed. Who did he rob? Was that Otani who hit that ball out there? Yes, Otani hit one up against the wall that he robbed. Um, he threw somebody out in the Orioles game on Sunday. It was like yeah, a, a little uh, bloop single, and he just fired in there and threw somebody out. He had a, a home run in the top of the tenth against the Rays. He's been great since coming up from the alternate site. I love this guy. I love watching him. Uh, and uh, and then what's the guy's name? Steven Drew something. Uh, is it Low who had or Nate Low? Whoever. Nate Low. Yeah, and then Drew. Uh, There's somebody named Dahl. Yeah, Drew Dahl. This is good. No, I don't think it's Drew. Maybe it is. I don't know. Some good baseball talk. Steven, name the David third David Dahl. David, David Dahl. Yeah, yeah, David Dahl. Now I'm I'm kind of getting into this team though. This team pitches. This team pitches. It's crazy. I think they've gone 19 and a half innings, the starters, without giving up a run. This is insane. Gibson's been good since that debacle opening day. Opening day out there, he just he just got blown up, and he's been great since then. Dane Dunning, they do some kind of cool little tandem stuff. We, uh, Dunning's been good. And, and uh, Ari Hara? Ari he's, Hara? He's been great, yeah. Man. He was great last night. He faced his old teammate. Um Otana and got him out a few times. He struck out Mike Trout a few times. Yeah, where did they play together, Stephen? Yamahari, the Yamahari, what were they called? Anyway, they, they were in Japan together. They were in the, they were in the uh, Japanese league. Golly, that was fun to see them kind of squaring off. How did, and then, and then the Cuban man, the Cuban guy, Garcia, 
He went through Japan. He was from Cuba, defects, gets, goes through Japan, plays a few games there, and ends, in, ends up in the States. Like, he's already like 28 or 29. This is not a young pup by baseball standards. This guy's showing up. Steven, when he makes a catch, he, he, he's not just like, hey, I just made a catch. He'll, like, pump his fist and get all excited when he had the home run, the game-winning home run the other day, or he actually put him up two runs. Uh, he went around first base, and he jumped up in the air. He jumped up. I mean, it, like there's some the Cuban players, the Dominican players. They bring a joy to the game. Now, some American people will be like, "Hey, guys, y'all settle down. That don't show up the pitcher. Don't show up the pitcher." I love it. I cannot get enough of it. Garcia, I mean, jumping around after he hit that home run. So, Stephen, there's some good. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything. And Stephen, meanwhile, the A's. Did you see this? The A's have won like eight straight games. They were languishing. I was like, what happened to the A's? I thought the A's were pretty decent. They ran off eight straight wins. Their run differential is still like minus six or something, Stephen, or minus three. I looked at it. Like I'm like, how can you win eight straight games and have a <laughs> negative run differential? Like that doesn't make sense. But they still have a – Stephen, who has the worst run differential in all the major leagues right now? Who would you guess? I'm guessing at, it's the Oakland A's. A- oh, either the Yankees? The Yankees or the A's? No, no, no. The A's, I just told The A's have had eight straight. They're not, their run differential is not bad. I mean, I'm just saying it's funny that they have a run differential. Oh, I thought you – yeah, because they're minus six, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, no, there's somebody at minus 28, and that would be the Detroit Tigers. Detroit is at, a, at an ugly minus 28. Rangers at a modest, like, minus six, minus three, something like that. Tigers sitting there at a minus 28. Goodness gracious. All right, there's your baseball talk. Suddenly, also, the M's are 11 and 6. They're leading the ALS right now, and the Astros have fallen on hard times after their hot start. They're 7 and 8 and in last place in the West at the moment. Do you ever realize, like, all these players have changed? Like, those players we all sort of, you know, in in our minds, we know, like, Felix should still be throwing for the M's. You know, I mean, it's just like, and you start looking at the lineup, and you're like, dang it, where, where did all these guys come from? Who? And some of them are good. Now, what's helpful is, Stephen, some of these guys are the sons of these former major leaguers, like Vlad Jr. and Kevin Biggio. <laughs> yes, yes. This is, uh, this is all good. This is all good. All right. Uh, there's the baseball talk. We're going to talk to the, the big-time NFL draft guru. Of all gurus. And uh, Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports. It is next. I love baseball. The Rangers and Angels play game two of their three-game series tonight at the Big A in Anaheim. There's a line drive down the left field line, hooking fair ball, and bounces up over the four-foot-high wall in the corner. You see my baseball? Hi, everybody. This is Eric Nadell inviting you to join Matt Hicks, Jared Sandler, and me. Here's a ball hit high and deep out into right field. Walsh is going back to the track. He's at the wall, looks up, it's out of here. Broadcast time, 8 p.m. on the Texas Rangers Radio Network. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you 
Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Music Fest is happening on May 7th through the 9th at Waco's Extra Cool Event Center. Don't miss the one hot music fest on Friday night featuring chart-topping artist Co Wessel, along with Pecos in the Rooftops and Austin Mead. Come on out and enjoy Texas' best musicians. VIP and general admission tickets are on sale now. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit extracooleventcenter.com today. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a question. If you had a very good friend with very bad breath and everyone knew it except him, wouldn't you tell him? I believe you would because it's part of the bro code. So now this same friend is driving a truck around town without a stitch of accessories. I mean, no step bars, no bed cover, no grill guard, totally naked. And he's unaware how embarrassing it is. Don't you owe it to him, bro to bro, to tell him he's driving around a new truck? At Pickup Outfitters, we think you do, and we're asking you to join the cause to end truck nudity in Central Texas, one bro at a time. So grab your buddy, ask him to get a beer with you, and break the news to him gently. Then show him all the possibilities for his truck on the Pickup Outfitters website. You can even bring him to Pickup Outfitters. As our thanks to your commitment to your bro, we'll even take the price of the beer off the ticket. Unless, of course, it's a light beer. Pickup Outfitters of Waco, we're here to help you and your bro. On the web at createacommotion.com. Man, alive does it get hot in Central Texas. And when the temperature rises really high, it's really rough on your home's foundation. That's when you need to call the doctor. Here's Ronnie Weathorn, the Foundation Doctor. Hi there, I'm the Foundation Doctor, and I've been caring for your neighbor's foundation for many years. Are you in need of repair and having trouble sorting out all of the choices? Or do you feel pressure to go with the more expensive option to get the best warranty? We not only offer more solutions than anyone, but we tailor our warranties to you. If we're confident we can cure your issues with a less expensive option, we'll give you the best warranty. Because at The Foundation Doctor, we focus on the right solution for you. Our inspections are always free, so give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Mosley show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. And Eric Edholm uh, is uh, a longtime friend of mine and uh, Yahoo Sports NFL draft guru. Eric, we're so happy uh, you could fit us in. I have uh, this is a this is an exciting time and you are coming down the stretch, man. There is you can see 
the light at the end of the tunnel. But, uh, Eric, you know, before we get rolling into some of these picks and boy, the mock draft that had all the Cowboys fans going, oh, whoa, what's Eric know? What's Eric know about this? Um, love this all-juice team that you guys yeah. worked on. I've seen some of the, uh, the you know, you can buy some all-juice, like sweatshirts. I've seen you in a cool shirt when you're doing some of these interviews. But uh, that is to uh, – uh, to honor your late colleague, and it's so sad yeah. that that's happened. He was so young. We lost him tragically, uh, Therese Paler. Uh, and uh, uh, talk a little bit about the, uh, if you would, the the all the how the all juice team came about, and then mm-hmm. um, and then I, I've loved reading it. I've loved seeing some of the players on there. But it's something you guys put together to honor your colleague. Yeah, Therese was at the Kansas City Star in, I believe, 2015, if I'm not mistaken, and he was covering the Chiefs, and he loved the draft. I mean, the draft was his his baby. He was a draft geek and, uh, you know, loved grinding on the tape and loved finding the guys, you know, outside the first round and, you know, digging under rocks to, you know, picking scouts' brains to get the, the guys who were going to be seventh-rounders but were going to end up playing for a while in this league. So he created the All-Juice team, which was this effort – um, uh, let me here. Let me read it off my shirt here as I say that. Right, it's the effort, performance, and attitude. Those are kind of the three pillars. If you want to be on the team, you want to be one of the 22 vaunted members. Uh, you've got to have those three traits, and then obviously the explosive athleticism and everything that comes with it. But yeah, so Therese came over to Yahoo Sports, brought the tradition with him. It was a huge hit. He did it three years in a row. Big, you know, he really collected a following of, of draft fans, people outside of Kansas City, uh, for the work he put into it. And Therese unfortunately passed away on February 9th. We were all stunned. It was right after the Super Bowl. You know, he had a two-week vacation coming up, and I think it just it it really crushed a lot of us. And and one of the first things we decided, you know, we we knew that we wanted to honor him in some way, and you know, to keep the tradition going with the Juice team. So. Charles Robinson, uh, Pete Thamel, and I kind of put our heads together and came up with a team, and we just hoped that uh, Therese could uh, could look down and be proud of We think we made some good choices, and uh, it's been a lot of fun hearing people kind of reminisce and, and talk about Therese this week, and we had a, a lot of fun doing it, even even if it was bittersweet. Yeah, and uh, and it's been it's a really cool thing. And uh, and by the way, people, if you uh, if you go to that all juice team on Yahoo Sports, yeah. uh, you can actually click on you. You've got a link, and uh, folks can buy some of those things uh, to honor Torres. And what's great is that's going to go toward a scholarship at Howard in his yep. name. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, the HBCUs meant so much to him and in his life and his development. And uh, and so what you guys are doing is really really cool. And by the way, I like the uh, I always like to see who's down. You know, kind of like in that sixth round, uh, who made the old juice team. And um, uh, from TCU, Garrett Wallow, guy we know around yeah. here. And uh, he he uh, I guess there was something about that guy that uh, really grabbed your attention, Eric, when y'all were putting that team together. Yeah, super high energy player. You know, they they moved him early from safety to to linebacker. Uh, gave up a few pounds. You know, wasn't a big guy or anything like that, but just kind of the, you know, the f- frenetic pursuit ability he's got, and and you know, 
always being around the football, you know, great instincts, obviously, and, and great effort that went into his play, I think, and really made himself into an NFL prospect in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, it was fun to see his, his career, you know, keep ascending a little bit and um, worked out well at his pro day. And, yeah, I mean, I think he's one of those guys. I mean, there were about seven or eight guys that I said, I, I, I feel pretty good that if Perez didn't have him on their team, he would have made, you know, they would have made great alternates at the, at the very worst. So Garrett was one of those players. I feel like he, you know, just sort of embodies everything that the all juice team is about. Okay. Love the all juice. I'm going to get one of those sweatshirts and yeah, uh, all again comfy. goes they're to really a, nice. Uh, yeah. It goes to a great cause. And I, yeah. I've been seeing you on some of these videos. You're really relaxed looking in these things. You lean back <laughs> and kind of put your feet up and I, I like your approach to that. And uh, I and need it also, this time of year. It's a stressful time of year. So whatever relaxation I can coax out of life, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, see, I hear what you're saying. And uh, it is uh, Eric Edholm joining the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. And before we hit your uh, – I, I, there's some fascinating things in your mock draft. And I, I forget, whatever was going on the other day, it just was a great time to get to see your mock draft. It, 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 was, a, yeah. it was really fun to kind of go over. Now, I will say, uh, I'm going to hit you with a Baylor question first. I was at Pro Day. The only, well, Baylor has a few guys that, and in fact, one guy, Spencer Drango, used to be in the league and is trying to get some attention and get back in. Some guys used the Pro Day for that. But William Bradley King is Baylor's big ticket this year. Like, that's the guy who has the best chance to go somewhere in this draft. Uh, in person, the guy is, you know, he, he he just jumps at you. You're like, oh, my gosh, who is this guy? Now, he's an edge rusher. You have uh, seen him, senior bowl, all that kind of stuff. Give me your assessment of William Bradley King and then where you think he'll probably end up going in this draft. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was on my radar before he transferred even. I mean, uh, you know, at Arkansas State, he had a, a really good year in 2019. Uh, forced fumbles like crazy. I mean, he's got he's got a bunch of them in his career. Sack numbers are good, not eye-popping, but good. And, and um, when he made the move, I thought it was a real great opportunity for him and, and, and played well. You know, I mean, he was, I think, what honorable mention, Big 12, or, you know, one of those, one of the top three teams. And um, you know, was one of their best uh, playmakers up front. Not a big guy, not especially long. I mean, that's sort of the, the question. But as you said, he's got you know real good athletic traits. I think that'll that'll serve him well in this league. Um, a real hustle player. You know, I mean, he, he obviously makes some effort plays there, and you know, I think will will you know outwork people who are drafted ahead of him. I suspect he's going to be a day three uh, pick somewhere in that sort of fourth, fifth, sixth round range. It's not an exceptional year for edge players, but it's a, it's an okay one in terms of depth. Uh, so he's right in that mix. You know, he'll be, you know, one of those players I could see going to like a three, four team that wants to use him off the ball a little bit as a, as a stand up rusher. But yeah, I mean, high effort guy makes some, some disruptive plays, not a true sack artist per se, but a uh, good football player. I think could be, could work well in a rotation. All right, uh, Eric Edholm joining us, and uh, just a few days ago, put out his latest mock draft, uh, and there'll be, I'm sure, one more at least of these before we get to draft day. And uh, I'm looking at, you know, one of the things that has fascinated us, some people, 
uh, including one of a guy that uh, uh, does a lot of similar things to you as far as his research and everything, Mel Kiper Jr. I think he had, you know, these guys are now predicting trades, and I know you've dabbled in that some, Eric. Uh, yeah. You know, people have the Patriots maybe wanting to move up as high as 10. Now, we're in Cowboys country, and so that 10 pick is fascinating to a lot of us. You had Northwestern, and you're calling him an offensive tackle slash guard. We'll see where he ends up. Rashawn Slater. All right, and uh, and and I, you know, I, I, I'm not saying the Cowboys don't need help at offensive line, but as right. you know, uh, Eric, we're locked in here to defense, defense. Yes. Find that cornerback. Get your cornerback that can go out and play opposite of the Alabama youngster and, and roll with it. Um, why did you slot Slater there, and and do you think there is a possibility that the Cowboys grab? Uh, do you think there's a decent possibility they would grab a tackle there at 10? Yeah, I, if the board doesn't set up well for him, like if, if for some reason Patrick Sertan went ahead of him, which I think I had going number eight to Carolina in that mock. I, I know you said it was a few days ago. It feels like it was about three months ago that I did it. So <laughs> if I'm off, uh, correct me. But uh, I think I had Sertan going eight. So that would be a bad situation for the Cowboys if they like him. If he's their guy at 10, obviously – now you're questioning, hey, is J.C. Horn, Joe Horn's son, a possibility? Do we like him at 10? Can we trade down and still get him? One concern would be the Eagles at 12. That would, you know, Obviously, division rival, you'd hate to see your guy go inside the NFC East uh, if you really like him, if you were to move down, let's say. So, yeah, I, I've been putting defense and specifically cornerback in that spot for the majority of my draft. It just happened to work out that way in this particular uh, iteration that, uh, you know, I felt like the best value would be an offensive lineman at that spot, even though clearly defense needs a lot of work. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the trade down possibility is one that I hadn't really considered with Dallas until sort of recently when you heard a little bit of chatter about that. And, you know, it, it would be a, you know, to see what a team would want to give up for a quarterback is potentially reaping some good benefits there. You know, I mean, you can, you can get maybe a, pick next year maybe pick this year as well and so you know even for five slots that would make some sense and then the question mm-hmm. becomes is one of your corners there do you have an edge rusher you like is there is there a linebacker or a defensive you know end that you i mean a interior guy that you like that's that's the debate they have to have you know between the joneses and will mcclay and everybody else there all right eric edom joining us uh from yahoo sports they're uh they're the head of their draft coverage and does such a good job. Now, uh, there have been rumors that Jerry Jones has fallen in love with someone. You know, it happens every year. A few years ago, it was Johnny Manziel. Who is Jerry's? Who is who is Jerry? Who does he fall in love with? Well, it's rumored to be Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. Now, yeah. one of the things Stephen Jones was talking about the other day is, hey, this run on quarterbacks. And you've got Mac Jones at three, Trey Lance, uh, the uh, North Dakota State kid at uh, at four to the Falcons, and then Zach Wilson too. So you're you're going four quarterbacks right out of there. Well, that pushes some players down a little bit. But you have the Bengals getting the great Burrow, Kyle Pitts at number five. Any yeah. in, in, in your evaluations, and sometimes we go overboard. Is this truly like the best tight end we've seen prospect-wise 
in like 10 years? Where where are we with Kyle Pitts? And a little bit of this has to be tricky, Eric, because of the shortened season last year. Do you put right. too much stock in, in a few and a handful of games? Uh, where are we on Kyle Pitts? Well, for me, he was a first-rounder coming into the year. I mean, I, I watched him in 2019, and, you know, they had a quarterback switch at Florida. And by the end of the season, I felt like Kyle Pitts was their best playmaker, right? They have a couple guys who are in the NFL from that team and, and a couple, Teron Grimes and, and Kadarius Toney, who will also be in the NFL in this class. So it was a, it was a really talented group of pass catchers at Florida in 2019. Pitts stood out as the unicorn of the group. And then all he does is score 12 touchdowns in eight games this year. He got hurt a little bit at the end of the year, but I mean, he was, he was uncomfortable, Matt. I mean, he just, you know, like if you're, if you're, if you're a Seahawks fan or used to somebody like DK Metcalf doing freaky things out there, picture a guy who's, you know, another couple inches taller, a couple more pounds and not losing much athleticism. I mean, he can't, he can't run in a straight line as fast as DK can, but, he's got the same sort of playmaking ability, which makes him as much of a king size receiver as he is a tight end. And he can block too. He's not terrible at it. He just, I think he needs a little bit of work there, but the effort is there, the willingness. So I know people get freaked out about the tight end thing. Like, well, look, you know, TJ Hawkinson's good, but you know, he wasn't worth the top 10 pick or, you know, anytime the Eric Ebron and those types of guys. And I get it, but he's an offensive weapon. OW, whatever you want to call him. Like, I think he's special, and I I think he's not going to be a Rob Gronkowski in the run game as a blocker. He may not be quite as smart and physical, and I mean, he's smart. I'm just saying I don't know that he's as savvy as Travis Kelsey is as a pass catcher, but he's not far off. I mean, that's the kind of player I think he could end up being is that, that Travis Kelsey type player. All right, just to freak everybody out, I would suggest your next iteration – dropping him to 10, giving him to the Cowboys, and this sure. will create uh, an enormous amount of clicks, and your bosses will be like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, what did you – this is unbelievable, Eric. And, but this yeah. is uh, this is really, really fun, um, uh, thinking about these things. And that would create the greatest offense in NFL history, okay? It that would. would uh, yeah. Yes, with, for, with, uh, with Dak There's and all no that doubt. kind of thing. Oh, I mean, if that were to happen, first of all, I could, I could get on the Cowboys fans' good side after you know mocking them a guard slash tackle, right? So I could atone yeah. for that. And then I would also complete the circle, and you know Dak Prescott would throw for six thousand yards. Yeah, it's it, 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 it'd be perfect. It's funny how certain schools it's hard to get excited about, and even though they had a really good season, and now the Newsom the third is a nice player, the the yep. cornerback out of Northwestern. I got to tell you, man, for some reason, like I hear a Northwestern player, and I think, uh, <laughs> man, smart guys, smart guys, not very athletic, you know. Like I just kind of. Right. I just have a, you know, it's like a bias against uh, against Northwestern for being some sort of academic bastion or something. Hey, look, I mean, uh, he sort of breaks the mold a little bit, too, because he's smart. Yes, of course, you got to be to get into Northwestern. Freakishly athletic, not huge, but he's a really, really good athlete. And he's sort of this feisty guy who wants to talk trash to people. So he's as anti-Northwestern establishment as I think it gets, right? And and uh, I would feel good about him as a first-round pick, but not a 10. I don't know that you'd, 
He's been hurt all three years, so I would feel a little bit risky about that. But I get you. The, the bias is real, but once you see the tape, you you know this is a different kind of dude. All right, Eric uh, Edom joining us from Yahoo Sports, big-time uh, draft guy for them. And uh, uh, Steven Simcox, go ahead. Hey, Eric, I wanted to get your assessment of uh, a TCU safety, Trayvon Merrig. Um, I know he's gotten some – some late first-round grades, and mocks have him in different places. But what, what do you think of his game? Yeah, I like him a lot. I really do. I think he's got that sort of long, linear frame. He's got great sort of ball instincts. Like, you see him breaking on throws quicker than other safeties do. Um, I don't know that he'll be able to thrive up in the box. You see a lot of these safeties are kind of hybrid guys. They're half linebacker, half safety these days. To me, I think he's best sort of playing a little more away from the ball. But he was great in the slot last year. I mean, he can cover – you know, sort of the, the bigger slot receivers, the tight ends, the backs, things like that. His coverage ability is really natural, and I like him. I gave him, you know, just a shade below a first-round grade, and I think he'll go somewhere between, you know, the last handful of picks around one and the first handful of round two. So sort of in that 25 to 40 range, I think it's really his sweet spot. I think he'll be, a, you know, an early contributor for whatever team he lands on. All right. Well, lots of good stuff. One of my favorites was when you went down, Eric, to uh, uh, number 57, the teams that didn't have a first-round pick uh, because they made all these trades. You picked – you pick, you got a pick for them as well. And you and at the Rams, you picked like a D3 guy, Wisconsin yeah. Whitewater. I always – you know, I hear that name, and I just think there's like rapids by the campus. It just kind of seems <laughs> like a fun place. Uh, the center, Quinn – Miners, I, I yep. guess is M E I N E R Z, and um, right. man, that that's an interesting. When you go down and find guys like this, how, when did this guy get on your radar? And is he one of those guys that just kind of really, really uh, his 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 stock took off at the Senior Bowl? Yeah, that's exactly it. I actually know a guy on staff there, so he'd been pumping him up to me, you know, all throughout the 2019 uh, D3 playoffs. You got to check this kid out. He's the best lineman in D3, blah, blah, blah. And his tape was good, but it really wasn't until that senior bowl, you know, they missed the entire season. He comes down there. He taught himself how to play center, and he's kicking tail against guys from the SEC and Pac-12 and, you know, Big Ten. And it was like, whoa, okay, here we go. He belongs. And he only got in because Landon Dickerson from Alabama got hurt. So, you know, what an opportunity that he seized and, you know, really did the best with it. And I think he'll go somewhere between the 50th pick and the 80th pick, let's say. And there are three centers in that range who I think will get drafted high. Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. Dickerson, the medical information on him has been a little sketchy. He could slide out of the first round. Uh, and then Miners would be another one that I think fits in that same range. So, We'll see. I mean, you know, it's still a level of competition to worry, but he played so well at the senior bowl. I think he helped himself as much as anybody down there. All right. Well, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's coming up quick, and uh, we'll see. Boy, this Mac Jones, the Fields thing uh, has been fascinating. The one thing I'll leave you with, and I always try to, when I have you on, I always want to give you a nugget that you can use down the road. Yeah. Uh, there is a hybrid kid at Baylor named Jalen Petrie. And, 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 boy, they arrived, the Aranda group arrived, and, and they didn't have a good season last year. But this kid went crazy, and he is now uh, considered uh, maybe one of the most disruptive forces in college football as kind of a hybrid safety-slash-linebacker. And, and 
plays kind of in the box. I mean, just makes a million plays behind the line of scrimmage, forces fumbles. So, you know, let's let's start finding a spot, you know, in that next draft. As you start to think about that at some point, Jalen Petrie, P-I-T-R-E. I just want to I just oh, yeah. want to give you that. I want to give you that. Oh, I've seen him. Yeah, no, he's he's really interesting. And, uh, you know, he'll be, I believe, a redshirt senior next year. So, I mean, he's an experienced guy, and I haven't broken him down. But I'm I'm putting him in, in red ink here on my list here right now. Boy, red, I think red ink means it's a Mosley guy. Ignore it. That's I right. Think any, any, anything, I, I think that's what that means. All right, Eric, hey, we appreciate it. And uh, good luck with the draft coming up. And it's going to be really exciting. Sure. Always fun to have you, man. Thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate it. Good talking to you. There he goes, Eric Edom. And, uh, boy, we have uh, John Morris' show coming up next.